everybody hi i mean hi um keep it on the same level as you sorry i realized uh i had my mic open during the the nes preamble and you can hear me <laughs> hey it harkens back just to driving the, the point home early days of the show where uh people thought we had tuberculosis ah remember i think it was eric from texas and we girl i was like one of us was like sick like every week <coughs> yeah well, that's I. I just uh, we just started the show, and I had a like a nine-month-old that was in daycare that was always sick. Right. So, well, I, I was always. Sick. I made the mistake of 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 uh, as Icarus did, flying too close to the sun. Uh, not only did I, I go to Dave and Buster's, but I went to back to the arcade uh, this Ooh. past weekend. Which is pretty much, if I would have Chuck E. Cheese, is the Bermuda Triangle. You don't go in without getting <laughs> sick. Uh, and, um, so, and, and I mean, I, I took two COVID tests, negative, but like cold still exists, people. Uh, I probably have a cold. Um, but the, the whole uh, uh, you're high thing got me. We got a very nice message. Um, oh. Yeah, so let me read. Let me pull that up and read it. Uh, okay, so I, I I have a lot of messages because I did that. I don't know if you were following my. Oh yeah, I'm expect I would. Can I get one? What's that? My Sacagawea coin. Yes. So um, M Philip twenty one on Instagram sent us a nice message. Squeeze and I wanted to read it. RK, huh. thank you for putting me on to Paper Girls. I thought the show was awesome. A little bummed out to hear it wasn't renewed for a second season. Yeah, what the fuck, Amazon? But hopefully someone else picks it up. They're letting them shop it around. I'm going to have to read the comic books. The only problem I had with the time tra- with with it was the time travel and them being able to see their future sh- sh- selves. If they travel to the future from 88, then how are they able to see their future selves? Makes no sense. But I still thought it was a great show. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, and I just want to say the Radiers podcast is fucking great. I can't get enough of it. You and Squeezer absolutely crush Language. it every week. I find myself saying hi to people like Squeezer. Hi. Also, when you guys mention Allentown, PA, it reminds me of the time my Pop Warner football team, North Yonkers Knights from New York, traveled to Allentown Thanksgiving weekend of 94 for a bowl game. We won 42 to nothing. But shit like that is, and other things you guys talk about, uh, just brings up so many great memories from childhood. Keep up the good work. Was it the Fullerton Ramblers? <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was I was trying to get uh, I won't say the person's name. I think they they hacked the account of the person trying to reach out to me. But they reached out and they said, "I'm sending you two thousand dollars of giveaway from my company." So I replied back, "I'd like it in Sacagawea dollar coins, please and thank you." <laughs> what country are you from? Then send your details to receive the giveaway cash. And I said, Vulcanvania, right off the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got that. Mm. And it's crazy. Just today, uh, Mahone, Mahoning uh, Cinema, Mahoning Drive-In announced that uh, they didn't say what they announced it. They just showed a picture of, of Nothing But Trouble. And they're like, like, if you know, you know. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
Nice. Have a Vulcan Vania reference and me trolling a scammer. Uh, what's your payment? What's the details to receive your payment? And I send my details. What would you need? Just mail me 2,000 Sacagawea dollars and I'll disperse them to my followers. And they say, send your bank details. And I said, but I want the money in coin format and sent a picture of a Sacagawea dollars. So can you just mail it to me? You don't have Cash App or PayPal, they asked. And I said, no, deal strictly in coins. At this point, I think they thought I meant Bitcoin. Uh, you know what? Yeah. At first, I'm like, are they not picking up on this? But I'm like, <laughs> now that you say that, Mrs. Squeezer thought this was the funniest goddamn thing on the planet. She was cracked. She was in hysterics. Oh, well, I'm glad that some people think yeah. I'm funny. You, yeah. don't, you don't have bank details? They had the, the accent on the E. And I replied back, uh-huh. I don't trust banks, but I can give you all my coin details with the same accent on the E. <laughs> All right, send it. And I said, I prefer coins made of metal, ideally precious metal. Stamped with Native Americans is my favorite, not men of European ancestry. They can be wrapped in coin wrappers, but I prefer them loose so I can get my Scrooge McDuck on. You know what I mean. And they wrote, just send your coin details, please. I have some other people to attend to. And I go, I did, above, with a finger pointing up. Mail them to me in Vulcanvania, please, ASAP. Hold on. I go, after you attend to your people, it's fine. Do you know you can use stamps.com? If you use code word squeezer at checkout, you can get 20% off your first order and a free scale to weigh your coins. Uh, probably your best bet. I'll make sure to tag you in our Instagram coin giveaway too. And they sent back this really bad <clears throat> like, image of US2000 coin wallet vulcanvania at gmail.com. I don't know what it was. We are sending in U.S. dollars. All you have to do now is confirm it, and it'll hit your account. And I go, is that from stamps.com? Are you shipping us U.S. mail, FedEx, UPS? No, direct deposit. Do you know how to confirm? And I said, how do you direct deposit coins? You have to tell me. <laughs> Clearly, they have no idea what I was talking about. We do the latter. Uh, please, we do that later. Please confirm first you to receive this. Do you know how to confirm? And I wrote, okay, and I confirm in all caps. I just did. You confirming with my company Gmail on your Instagram, augustgiveaway086 at gmail.com. That the company Gmail. Add to your dashboard for confirmation. Okay, let me go out to my car. Give me a minute. Do I just place the phone on the dashboard? Do I have to start my car for it to work? (laughs) Serious questions. Okay, go to your Instagram page and tap on edit profile. Scroll down toy personal information, then tap and add the company email on the spot. Uh, and then send me a screenshot. This is classic. If anyone's asking you to screenshot anything off Instagram, they're scamming you. Follow this step and add Gmail. Before or after I start my car, I said. After five minutes, it's done. You can remove it. Do it now. It's processing already. Well, I'm not even in my car yet. How can it process if my phone isn't on my dashboard? After I do this, you'll mail me my coins. Follow the step and add Gmail. It's processing already. Wow, that's fast. Like something from the future. Are you on it? Can you send me the tracking number of the shipment? Yes, I'm in my car and the phone is on my dashboard. <laughs> this is when it gets good. <laughs> You're not serious, I think. And I go, what makes you think that? I'm attending to someone else. Bye. I go, okay. Send me the tracking numbers. Can't wait to get my coins. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Can't wait to give out all those coins. It'll be a super fun giveaway. Can I go inside yet or should I leave my phone on my dashboard a bit longer? Then they noticed I was tagging them. I was posting this on the Instagram story and, it, and tagging them in it. <laughs> Not your phone dashboard, your Instagram dashboard. 
I'm hyping our giveaway to our followers. You should share too to get maximum viral opportunities. And I said, 2,000 Sacagawea coins weighs 35 pounds. That's going to cost a pretty penny too if you don't ship using my stamps.com code. Full disclosure, I get a small percentage of your purchase if you use the code word at checkout. Can you add this Gmail and stop posting me? I'm just filling in my followers on this super neat giveaway. It's called being an influencer, but I can add your Gmail to the post. Hold on. You talk too much, not post. (laughs) And then they sent me their personal information. AJHAR8928336586 at gmail.com. Phone number plus 918-928-336586. Born September 30th, 1997. So they're coming up on a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Just like this. You need to, and I said, you need to charge your phone 20%. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, they were done with me. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time. It entertained the masses. And he said, now Joe wants me to do my part of the conversation is dusted. Baby, please got to use the code name Squeeze at checkout if you want to get 20% off your order. That's the best way to do it. You say you know the dream too. Maybe they give you another 10, 30% off your order. I don't even know, baby. You'll see what they do. They're shucking and jiving all over you. <clears throat> uh, Justin, hello, sweet boy. Aloha and hello. Um... But yeah, uh, I, th- I think someone wanted me in the group to do it as Vince. Oh, God damn. I want Sacagawea coins. I spelled Sacagawea like three different ways, too. <laughs> it's tough to nail that spelling uh, down. Fucking relentless. Me? Yeah. I know. I know. I know you love a good scammer trying to come at you. Yeah. You look at it's like your you you look at it as your civic duty. Yeah. More time they spend with me, less time they 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 get a rube who actually gives them their information. And that's not the, that's just the first one I posted. I do this on the regular. <laughs> that was awesome on the IG. Thank uh. you, Justin. All right, I'm gonna take some medicine here so I could be a um uh. Okay. I, I the beer is cop- I, I I should have. Enchantress was wondering what was. I was coughing. I stopped drinking beer. The oh, beer, that could be it. The beer it's is slowing called down. Called withdrawal. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So how's everyone doing? This is the part where I fill in because I got to cover because, uh, you know, our case got to take his medicine. <sighs> so how about? Those uh, your favorite football team this weekend, eh? We don't normally My... talk sports, Squeezer, but if you're I... trying to rub in that the Dolphins are two and zero and the Vikings, oh yeah, that's right. I mean, I wasn't gonna go there. Well, the but... Vikings got bent over a fucking cheesesteak line in Philadelphia and butt fucked in front of the whole town. Hey, he had like what? Kirk Cousins had like four complete passes to the other team. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, Darius Slay had more targets than Justin Jefferson. <laughs> That was the uh, see. That was everyone in the week prior was like, "This is a new Kirk Cousins." This no, no, that was a fluke. This week in Philadelphia was the Kirk Cousins we all know and love. <laughs> the Kirk Cousins who I don't think has ever won a game on Monday Night Football. That's that's a good. Uh, as soon as I see the schedule and see slash. the see all the Monday and uh, uh, Sunday and even Thursday night games, I'm like, God. 
just keep him on Sunday afternoons, NFL. You know he can't fucking handle the pressure of a Monday night game. Uh, sometimes you just want to watch Tyson beat down a bum, you know? Yeah. And uh, <coughs> you... The Vikings just happen to be that bum. I wouldn't call They're... the Eagles Tyson. They didn't score the whole second half. Jalen Hurts even knew. I hate talking football. These well, people. Well, right, I, I don't mean Tyson. All right, they're the Homer Simpson of the football world. They can just you know stand there and get punched in the head over and over again. Although Homer did win, so I guess that doesn't work either. Yeah. They're like the Minnesota Vikings of football. Yes. There that's you go. Very much. Yes. My whole life. Yeah. As a Vikings fan. See what happens when uh, you fill. We talk football. Clark said his Steelers are one and one. Yeah. Um, so our friend Mark and Amber uh, were in from Hollywood. Ooh, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Yeah. Mark uh, is a, a writer on uh, the famous Asylum Pictures. You might know them from Sharknado. You don't know him from that, but oh. you you know him from Triassic World. Yes, he wrote that. Ah. Oh. So uh, they were in town to go to the Mahoning, where it's having their Daria Argento Fest. Um, those are scary horror movie squeezer. That's why you don't know them. Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea. No. They're not even think. really scary. They're more weird <laughs> Italian horror fil- films. Oh, uh, I like Italian movies. No, these aren't spaghetti westerns or, oh. or like uh, a big chef making a pizza pie. Uh, these are giallo uh, horror movies, which Giallo is, I believe, Italian for yellow. Uh, it's a part of the color palette. They make these. I watched Asperia on YouTube maybe a year or so ago, uh, and I'm like, eh, it wasn't bad. I, it's weird, G- but... How do you spell it? Is that like a chi Giallo. Giallo with a G. Giallo. Giallo films, if you look up Giallo films. It says... Giallo is Italian cinema, a genre of mystery fiction. Uh, it's Italian for yellow, yes. A mystery fiction and thrill. I thought, like, uh, it, I went to film school, and Enchantress is telling me that Mark's a fan of Giallo movies. I'm like, oh, what movies did he make? And she's like, that's a type of movie. It's Italian for yellow, you retard. I mean, moron. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> Thank you. And um, she lived, she has an upper hand. She lived in Italy growing up, so she understands the words. I, I've lived here for 39 years and I don't understand half the words. So, but so out of like, because I knew like, Mark liked these movies. So I watched his favorite, Suspiria. Uh, and it's by a man named Daria Argento. And I watched it and I'm like, oh, it was on YouTube one night. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, Argento is a cheese. Argento is a cheese. Wait, yeah. it's Argento. Eh, same thing. <laughs> I'm classy. Um, but yes, so they had a, a film festival at the Mahoning, and you know where our house is, but the mere half hour from the Mahoning Valley Drive-in, the famous mm-hmm. Mahoning, uh, as the crow flies, which is what we're calling the Beamer Squeezer now. Oh, it's the uh, you you didn't happen to uh, be test driving at least four or five different vehicles on my way home uh, this evening, were you? No. No, oh, I shouldn't be with us today. I was. No. It was hairy. There was someone that was definitely shooting a gap. Oh boy! More than once. It was. Uh, it, it's like they they learned. It was like playing a video game. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it can be. Well, I say now, as the crow flies, um, what, uh, that means how long it takes me to get there, Squeezer. 
Ah. So it take as the crow flies, <laughs> I could get there in under a half hour, probably twenty five minutes to Mahoning. Because it's it's all highway, it's all fucking turnpike. So sure. Depending on how I'm feeling, probably under twenty. That's like how you said, "Oh yeah, I can get to Oaks in like twenty five minutes." <laughs> it was like really, it's like yeah, probably more like forty, right? I'm like, well, it's more like an hour and ten from here, but sure. As the crow flies, though. As the crow flies. Yeah. So, um, is, is that, is that the Beamer? Is the Beamer the crow? Well, Enchant just came up with that. Cause I said, as the crow uh, fr- like flies, it. she goes, is that the dam of your Beamer now? The crow, because that's how fast you get there. So <laughs> yes, as the crow flies, but anyway, they came to town for the Mahoning cinema nice. and, um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, we did. We did things. We, he's a Steelers yeah. fan. That's what I was getting at. He's a Steelers fan, so we watched the Steelers game. Him living all the way out in Hollywood of Los, the City of Angels, Los Angeles. He likes the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had his terrible towel with him and his football jersey, ready to go, ready to watch. We nice. uh, we went to uh, Dave and Buster's the night they came in. Like I said, Thursday. Um, the cannon wasn't even sore after playing down the cra- clown squeezer. Cannon being my arm. Hmm. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Down the clowns when you throw balls at fuzzy clowns. Yeah. yeah. But you threw them, not the. Which is the one where the, you got the air cannon? That's. We talked about this on the show. Damn it. Air cannon. We did. Shooting down. Fuzzy clowns. <laughs> I like the one where you got to throw the little ball pit balls in the trash can. I was good at that. Yeah, because you just like get like right. You get it. big scoop. The best is when you're going head to head and someone does the thing where they take one at a time with their hands. It's like no, yes, scoop. <laughs> right. Like a snow plow. Um, what the hell? Ski ball. I found this last time we were watching. Game, we'll call it that. I see ski ball. What's well, that? It's not ski ball air. We can't. You're shooting down. No, no, no. But you're usually like uh, they used to be ski balls that they fired. Uh, I thought they were. They're heavy as shit. Air cannon clown game. Googling with the rad year. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, what is it called? Boom ball. Boom ball. Boom ball. I'm getting boom ball on some things. Down the clown is definitely video games. I'm trying to see the little because it's like lit up. Come on, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Where's Boom Ball? Is it Boom Ball? I think it's Boom Ball. I don't think. I mean, we oh, have... Knockdown. I don't, I don't think it has an official. I'm looking at one and it actually, like, the signage, and it's like the one that they had there at uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and it just says Knockdown across the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've also seen Boom Ball. Where is this place? This is sick. 
Oh, it's just a blog. Oh, Man Manitou Springs, Colorado Arcade. Oh, you guys got a sick arcade out in Colorado. Well, of course you do. You get high and you go play video games. What a magical world. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but we were playing down the corner. Boom ball knockdown. Ooh, you can rent them. Oh, let's get one. I what smell we, Christmas yeah, party. We should run it down the clown. Yeah, sure. Uh, we could we just go and get some ski balls and, and order a volunteer <laughs> to sit up there and we can just throw ski balls at them. We can put little fuzzy wigs on them. So, uh, you're going to throw that ski ball at me? <laughs> yes. Donk. Uh, um, but yeah, I, ah, I, that's a scary clown. I don't know of any more, uh, news. Uh, radish. I, I'm, did you, did you watch any of the GTA leaks? I didn't watch any, but I read about them. It's yeah, uh, clearly so in, it's, it's a Bonnie and Clyde story in, uh, spoilers, Bonnie and Clyde story in, uh, um, Vice City, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what we were all. That's what we was knew, kind of right? Expecting, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now they're getting all up in arms. I'm kind of bummed because now it's going to be harder to find it because Rockstar is going fucking crazy trying to pull everything down. I didn't give it the time of day because I'm like, ah, it's fake, right? So I really didn't even bother. <coughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, no, it wasn't. They should have just said it was fake. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Did you yeah. watch any Andor episodes today? No, I haven't. I was going to. I'll probably watch one uh, once we get done tonight. I was going to watch them before, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to watch since we're doing cartoons. I decided I, I watched uh, Saturday morning cartoons leading up to this. So, oh. um, well, I'm not. Going I've heard good things from who? Uh, the internet. Ah, oh, the first episode was boring as fuck. Awesome. Yeah, yes, you'll probably love it. I know. That's that that's my mark of a squeezer show. If you said it's boring. I even said this is like Game of Thrones. It's a bunch of British people talking. Oh, fantastic. There's I love nothing more. Although I there's British people in that uh I gave up on the other one. What the hell was it? Uh The Lord of the Rings one? Oh, I didn't even start it. Yeah, so I was I was halfway in through the third episode, and I'm on my bike, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, I have no investment in these characters whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, well, all right, I made it this far. How do they, like, how do they cancel Paper Girls and leave this shit of like a half a million, half a fucking billion dollars an episode? Because they, they spent a fortune, they, they spent an entire country's GDP on just the licensing and to the rights to it. So they're invested, and it's already renewed. And I gave up on it when I'm like, "All right, what? I got like four or five more episodes." No, it's a twenty episode season. Yeah, I... it's like a real show. I'm like, who does that anymore? Yeah. House of Dragons actually moving in a nice little clip now. There's big time jump coming up, mm. which I'm bummed because I like the actress, and she's gonna be all grown up now. I've been really into uh, She-Hulk. I think it's really good, and I'm. Uh, it's, it's really it's fun. I'm really, and, it, and it's so quick. The episodes are like is, 25 it, minutes. It, it moves 
It's so, so quick. Fast. It starts and it's over before you know it, and I love it. Yeah. And I'm so yeah, I, every week I'm like excited. I'm like, oh, Thursday's coming. She-Hulk. It's so fun to be. Ex- I mean, I love how Netflix drops them all and you could just binge them all at once. But it's so fun to wait every week. Oh, She-Hulk is coming. I'm excited. Yeah. No, no, it's good. and it's there is a levity to it that uh, it it's so much more palatable and especially even a half hour too sometimes palatable? what's that no i said it wrong you said it right oh <laughs> like even like look <clears throat> house of dragons is like it can be exhausting sometimes like this is just it's almost it's like a fine it's a it's a great sorbet a great tasting sorbet like oh that's nice it's light it's airy you know sure I can leave with a smile on my face. I just think it's good storytelling, and because they're keeping yes. it short, and they're not—they're not letting themselves go too long, till it'd be like, all right, I don't want to see any more of what they're showing. Uh, did yeah. you? Are you going to watch any of the the Dahmer show, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story? I might. Well, see, I, Enchantress just wanted to watch it tonight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch that. And then we watched the trailer, and I was freaked out by the trailer, and it's got Evan Peters in it as Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I you know what? Like a couple of years, ago, I would have jumped on it. Like, oh, I can't wait for that. But now I'm like, I I, I don't know. So my I, my soul. People on yeah, people so on much. Twitter are calling it disturbing as hell. Here's I know the history of Jeffrey Dahmer pretty well, but this show on Netflix is disturbing as hell. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can take it anymore. Watching, oh, I guess, watching the Dahmer Netflix show's first episode and the fact that they're actually addressing the whole race situation with Jeffrey Dahmer's case and the fumbles of the police. Yeah, I'll keep watching. They picked the right person to portray Jeffrey Dahmer. Evan Peters will always understand the assignment. Y'all ever watch something so disturbing, yet it's done so well you don't want to say it's good even though it, it is, but it also makes you uncomfortable after watching the first episode? Praying for Evan Peters' mental health because sheesh. I hope Evan Peters is getting therapy after this portrayal of this role because it's crazy. Some people are saying. Wow. All right. Maybe I have to. I just want Evan Peters to be in a nice rom com after this. I don't even care if it's good. <laughs> just let this man smile for once. Choosing to eat mm. while watching Dahmer Netflix might be the might not be the smartest choice, but I'm living with my decision. <laughs> oh, yeah, he ate people too, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right? He was the one who drilled yeah. holes in people's heads and poured bleach in them to make them sex zombies, right? Uh, was that Dahmer? Yeah. yeah. No, no, that was uh. Wait. Oh come on! You don't even know your serial killer. Uh, they all run together. <sighs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Milwaukee Cannibal, the Milwaukee Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was him. In Wisconsin. I mean, I guess if you're from Wisconsin, you, I mean, you get it. You can empathize, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean. 
freaking creep. Yeah, I don't know. I because the I don't know the real life aspect of it. Like when you know, it's like this really happened. Yeah. Like like with the fantasy shit. Like yeah, it's easy. All right, it's not real. Even though a majority of it is based off of and sometimes even more tame than what really happened in history. Uh, still, it's a little still kind of recent in the big picture of things. Yeah, it's just. It's too real. Like, I could, like, there's a disconnect with a horror movie. Like, you know, something like this might have happened, especially, like, like like Black Phone, for instance. I really liked it. Because it's mm-hmm. ghosts telling, you know, it's a ghost story. So you know this didn't happen. So you could, there's a disconnect there. But, like, mm-hmm. watching this and knowing it actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Investigators discovered two entire skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two severed and preserved penises, a mummified scalp, and in 57... Well, at least he preserved them. Yeah, in the 57-gallon drum, three further dismembered torsos dissolving in the acid solution, a total of 74 Polaroid pictures detailing the dismemberment of Dahmer's victims were found. In reference to the recovery of body parts and artifacts, chief mental examiner said it was more like dismantling someone's museum than an actual crime scene. Jesus Christ. Maybe he's just trying to make dip. <laughs> he should be dissolving cartoons, not people. All right. Let's start the show. Yeah, let's talk about Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. decided. You go first this week. Uh, oh, boy. So, Squeezer, here is your first pick. Goddamn. Sales were extremely low, and many people aren't even aware this game exists. Well, problem number one oh, was sorry. Taito released Little Samson That's, at the um, end of the YouTube's system's still life. Playing. Super That's Nintendo was new. Gaming historian exciting. Little Samson. Sorry, Squeezer. Oh, it's okay. the chipmunk song i know i love how they like it's been a while uh, we're back in style they address it right in the theme song yeah so I, I i went back and i did the math it was 20 years it had been 20 years from when this new show from when that song ran for the first time in what 83 because the last chipmunk the the um uh alvin show Whatever the, the chipmunk, the original chipmunk show in the '60s ran in '63. Damn. So yeah, it kind of just sat dormant, and then. Um, well, think about it. It was probably 20 more years till that movie came out. 
Uh, so 90 to 2010, when that, uh, what the hell was the name of that one? Was that the Chipmunk? <coughs> Not the Squeakle, it was the second one. Not the C- Squeakle. Chipmunks, I think it was. Uh, was it the Chipmunks? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, well, yeah, so, yeah, it laid dormant through yeah. a lot of the. 2007. Yeah, well, oh, wow, so even a little bit longer. But it. This sh- series ran for seven years, and they got a movie, and they made... Yeah, we talked about it, the movie, The Chipmunk Adventure. I love that the, I mean, it was one of the cornerstones to my you know, falling in love with animated female rodents. You know? <laughs> Same. Yeah. What the hell? You know, yeah, there's four total chipmunk... There's Alvin and the Chipmunks, Jason Lee, then the mm-hmm. Squeakwool, then Chipwrecked, then road chip, and the chipmunk adventure is still superior to all of them. Oh my god, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, first uh, one's not. Could you bad, imagine if Jason they didn't Lee. run out of money? Yeah, because it, it, it was even bigger. So they even financed. I didn't know they financed it on their own. The show? Or are we talking the movie? The movie, the chipmunk adventure. Because yeah, we talked about this on the show. Yeah, but they made. Well, yeah, but this it was a while ago. They made so much money because they didn't sell off the rights. So the Bagdasarian... Is it Bagdasarian? Yes. Bagdasarian. Bagdasarian. Um, uh... Bagdasarian. They retained all the rights. So him and his wife were just swimming in cash. Like, how do we blow all this money? It's like, let's finance our own movie. <laughs> and it, it did all right. I mean, it... You know, I loved it. I fucking love it. Um... So yeah, it's a a relaunch, a rebranding, a reimagining. Because really, it, it I don't know the, the chipmunks in the '60s were kind of more of a I don't. They weren't really truly flushed out. It's like, hey, we had this song, let's make some cartoons to do stuff based off of, you know, what his father had. You know, he wrote the uh, chipmunk song back in the '50s. Uh, he also wrote the Witch Doctor song, which was in one of our uh, Halloween shows a while back. Mm-hmm. So, same guy. Um, and yeah, it was the Alvin show, and that ran from 61 to 62. Which, that was kind of like par for the course back then. But then uh, Saturday morning cartoons came around, and uh, or became much more prominent. And, I mean, this filled this filled a big <coughs> hole. I mean, this ran for seven years. I was on NBC for the bulk of it. Then it got syndicated. Then, like, Nickelodeon picked it up. Cartoon Network picked it up. So it ran. It was always on uh, at one point or another. And even when I was a little older and, like, you know, kind of almost past, like, if it came on, I saw it on Nickelodeon or something, yeah, I'd pop on some chipmunks and I watched it. Hoping to, it was like the, 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 like when you saw the, the bat cycle, you know, you could kind of open for the girls to show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's Ruby uh, Spears too who did this. What's that? Ruby Spears did the new one, right? The eighty three one? Uh yeah, they partnered with uh so they they brought in Ruby Spears to as their like main That was like producing partner. The premier deke. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. Uh Scooby Doo, you know. Fucking what else? Scooby Doo is their big one. 
They did one of the shows. I was. They did Police Academy, Pigsburg uh, yep. Pigs, and the show was always, stuff was always good. It just not. It was like well animated. It just wasn't good stories. Yeah. Uh, uh, Goldie, Goldie Golden Action, the Plastic Man comedy adventure show, which was they took Plastic Man from DC and they made it was that was on Thundar yeah. the Barbarian. Oh, Sectars! Ru- but oh, that was only they Ru- did like a Rubik the amusing the Amazing Cube. Sectars never really got a run. It was just a made-for video thing to promote the the Mr. T show, the Centurions we talked about, the eighty-eight uh, Superman so series. I, oh, I got to. Mega I had Man. to explain to my six-year-old who Mr. T was the other day because there was I a commercial you. on and Mr. T was in it. Did you pity and the I'm, fool? And I'm trying to explain to her how important this this gentleman is and explain to her why he's so awesome. I'm like, he's got like catchphrases and he pities the fool and he's got a lot of gold and a cool mohawk. And he, he was he, also a soldier of fortune yeah, who, and, was, and he, who couldn't fly. That's why they had a van. <laughs> and she just kept staring at me and staring at me. I'm like, all right, let's... We'll go back. To, I forgot what we were watching. I think she's a uh, big fan. She likes uh, Spidey and Friends. We watch a lot of Spider-Man in her house now. Yeah, I'm not complaining. She likes Ryan. Uh, Me? She likes Doc Ock. No. Oh. Probably her favorite. I, yeah, I thought but you were about the, to say, like, Ryan. I'm like, oh. Oh, no. She, your, 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 your youngest does. She loves Oh, me. yeah, loves you. Yeah, she just smiles and giggles and every My time she sees me. My oldest likes Captain because he hand her full-size candy bars. <laughs> She's a smart kid. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Chipmunks... Uh, like I, I would say, it was like the cornerstone of my um, Saturday morning cartoons. Like if there was nothing, like, like if like all the the heavy action stuff wasn't like filled in on my to do list, and let's say the other one would be um, Muppet Babies was like the default because that was a solid like two hours. Um, Mine was real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, real Ghostbusters was, like, that was, like, the primary. Find real Ghostbusters, find Ninja Turtles, you know, fill those in. And, and then uh, if Mario Brothers. there was something else on, yeah. these were always there. The, Alvin the Chipmunks was, like, your safety, Saturday morning cartoon safety net. I don't I don't remember Alvin the Chipmunks on Saturday morning. I remember it, like, during the week in syndication, Look, which which almost all of these were. It's it's the obscure oh, yeah. ones that only were on Saturday mornings that never made a, syndicate, a weekday syndication run. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, here's my first pick.
Talk about shit theme songs. I what show is this? Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> By Deke and Saban Squeezer. Ah. It was on NBC's Saturday morning lineup. I don't think it made it till either eighty nine or ninety. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I ever really. I don't. We always had NBC on because that's how. I don't know. Well, that was. I felt like that they had early on. They had the best run before you know they sold out. Yeah, I would say. <clears throat> hold on. I think we we did this before, so we should do it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Uh, although ABC had some good shit too. I know. I always felt like. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, and, and there were some others, like some cartoons that were on my short list uh, today. I'm like, oh, you know what? Squeezer short there list. Was a lot of, there was a lot of times like I dipped down to like the, the minor leagues and like, you know, you pull something good out like Philly 57 or something. Like, I'll talk about I have, I definitely talked. Philly 57 wasn't on cable at first either. You had to have an antenna together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you got all your good syndicated stuff. So ABC had... In 1990, Squeezer, spring of 1990. Okay. Had a pup named Scooby-Doo. Disney. Definitely watching that. I I, th- I think I watched this later years, too. I don't know if I watched it on sun- Saturday morning. Gummy Bears and Weenie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. And at this point, I'm starting to fall out of Ghostbusters in 1990. Yeah, especially when, when Slimer became primary, it kind of. Right. Beetlejuice. Which I re- my sister loved, but I didn't really watch. And Bugs Bunny and Tweety, which I wasn't interested in all. CBS yeah. had Dink the Little Dinosaur, California Raisins, Muppet Babies, Pee Wee's Playhouse again. By then, I'm like uh, over Pee Wee's Playhouse. Garfield mm-hmm. and Friends. Yeah, I I was definitely watching NBC because it had Alf Tales at eight, um, Camp Candy at eight thirty, Captain mm-hmm. N the Game Master at nine, Karate Kid at nine thirty, Smurfs from ten to eleven. Alvin and the Chipmunks from 11 to 11.30 and Saved by the Bell at 11.30. That's a solid lineup. Yeah. This was pre... Fox would enter the game in the fall. And Fox started with Bobby's World, Zazu U, Tom and Jerry's Kids, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Pigsburg Pigs, Funhouse, and then wrestling. But um, it wasn't until like... Let's see here. I would say it wasn't until nine, fall of 92 when I started paying attention to Fox more and less to NBC was Super Mario World, which I was still watching, Space Cats, Yo-Yogi, Pro Stars, Chip and pa- I still was watching all of these. God damn. You just... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Fox started like getting stronger after that, though, with Eek the Cat. Tiny Toons, X Men, uh, yeah. Batman. It's like they 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 saw that it was like a generational. Like they saw like the kids that were watching cartoons earlier. Like they needed not like a whole generational shift. It's like we just need to make cartoons for kids that are just two to three years older than they were two to three years ago that were watching cartoons. Like they were just keeping pace with us. 
that were just constant consumers of animation Probably not on, on Saturday purpose, mornings. but it happened. It yeah, it worked. And and yeah, like I they put on X Men and just fucking dropped the mic. Right. That was a stone cold glass shattering of fucking Saturday morning cartoons. So Deke and uh, NBC premiered this, hoping to build on the franchise's popularity. And it was Danny LaRusso and his mentor, Mr. Miyagi. Um, but they abandoned the karate tournament motif for the adventure quest around the world setting. A miniature shrine with healing powers had been taken from its resting place in Okinawa. And it was up to Miyagi and Daniel to recover it. Together with an Okinawa girl, Taki, they, uh, the karate, Karateka searched the globe and naturally encountered several opponents to chop and kick their way out of trouble. Unfortunately, the show came on the tail end of the franchise's popularity, lacking the fan base necessarily to overcome heavyweight opposition from Pee Wee's Playhouse and Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. After 13 episodes, it was Sayonara for Mr. Miyagi. Now, Cobra Kai creators tease season three connection with the Karate Kid cartoon. They said it's not canon. But they did. Let me see if I can't find it. Because there's apparently a connection to the kit cartoon. Karate. Oh, fuck you. Computer. Karate kid cartoon connection in Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai season five is really fucking good, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But the cartoon somehow is teased in season three. Hmm. I, I've watched season three. I just, I just, uh, I don't think I caught it because I don't know the, I don't remember. I remember like episodes of Super Mario Brothers 3. Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Bobby's World. So many shows. These, like, one-offs, probably most of the ones I'm talking about, I don't remember much of jack shit from them. Um, what does it say? But is the Karate Kid animated series official with the Karate? Uh, Hertz's answer was, Karate Kid cartoon is not canon, of course, but there's an Easter egg from it in season three. But yeah, that's all I can give you. Again, nothing. Hmm. Here is Squeezer's second pick. <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about my family. one yeah um yeah so that came out uh well it, so it debuted in prime time uh in 94 and then uh in, in like december and then uh launched uh saturday mornings following that and ran from for three seasons uh from 95 to 98 i wasn't uh 
I was a casual fan. I yeah, watched it because it was on. If yeah, it and I remember episodes too. It. Oh yeah, and it, it it was a great show. It was really well done. It was, um, it looked really good. It won multiple nominated for multiple Emmys, and Louis won twice for uh, best animated. It was Bobby's World with Louis um, Anderson. Yeah, and it was a little. I don't want to say gritty, less imaginative, more grounded. You know, in real life. Not so much his real life, because uh, it, it's strange that he really did, like, I guess it was maybe therapeutic to do a show about his childhood, because his real life childhood fucking brutal. Like, apparently his dad was like a raging alcoholic. His dad um, was hysterical in the show. Oh, he's great. Who He also voiced him. So he voiced himself, he did the narration, and he voiced his dad. Um, and it was, for me, it was... Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it was the first time because you have already have Slimer and Eek the Cat. So to be able to watch a cartoon and see yourself on TV for a third time, <laughs> you know, it's all about representation. I get it. Kuma, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, uh, some of them did hit a little close to home. You, you kind of you see yourself in it. Um, so you don't know all Wisconsin. Was... He's lucky he wasn't taken by Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Oh, back in yeah, yeah, it could have been. Oh, him. Anderson is actually from St. Paul, Minnesota. I guess they didn't want to be Bobby's World for real. Oh, that's true. Oh, and actually, I think um, uh, where did I see it? Uh, I mean, no, his. I think it was his mom. One of the characters has also played uh, Bobby's aunt. It might have been a different show, too. Oh, you know what? That might have been one of the other oh, ones. Bobby, don't you know? Yeah, don't you? Um, and it was produced by... The reason why it, it looked so good uh, was because it was produced by Hyperion, who were the uh, people behind one Brave Little Toaster. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they did Brave Little Toaster, and Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, and Brave Little Toaster uh, to the Rescue. Uh, and then they kind of went dormant, and then they produced that uh, Proud Family show for Disney mm-hmm. a while back, and then I guess it like relaunched now. Um, but yeah, still, I mean, yeah, Louis and Brave Little Toaster is like a, you know, <clears throat> it's a work of art, heart wrenching, heart wrenching. So you could see why you would go to someone like them to, you know. Oh, it was Eddie McClung, right? Edie? Edie. Yes. Uh, Edie. Who is she the voice of? Yeah, yeah. His mom. So the voice of her mom was also um, the aunt from uh, Bobby's aunt. She was also in. Uh, I don't know. She does a voice in pretty much absolutely everything. And, like, she does a little, like, bit cameos and stuff in, like, every sitcom ever. So when you see her, you're like, oh, it's that lady who's in everything. Susan Tolsky, you said? Uh, Edie McClung. Edie McClung. I'm not seeing... Oh, Mrs. Orso, she played. Bobby and Jackie's teacher at Little Red Preschool. His aunt was played by Susan Tolsky. Oh. Uh, same thing. She was in the show. She was in the show. Oh, I know her. She's in everything. Ferris Bueller's yeah. Days Off. Days Off, yeah. 
Yeah. Day off. Yeah. So like when you see Bueller's her, day she's off. yes. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. She's great in too. She's the uh, the clerk at the uh, the airline. Okay. With the red hair. Yeah. Like it, basically, yeah. She's always behind a counter in a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I like. <clears throat> Life with Louis. It was a fun show, and it was like, uh, it it was good for at the time because, like I said, you're getting a little bit older. So, you know, maybe if I was a younger kid at the time, like if if this were like an eighty on it, like in like eighty eight, I'm like, no, I'm not watching this. I'm watching Gummy Bears. You know, for corn's sakes. Yeah, but by like ninety five, I'm you know like twelve. I'm like, yeah, shit. I'm watching Life with Louis. Gee, golly. Enchantress yeah. says golly. She's from oh, wow. Ohio. That's... Oh, golly. Gosh darn, don't you know? Yeah, and I don't know. How do you not like Louis Anderson? Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he he worked at McDowell's. How can you not like him? Yeah. God rest his soul. He, he, he passed, what, like three, four years ago? No. <laughs> I, I That's what I'm like, wait, that's right, he did. No, uh, January. Oh, I knew it was, yeah. It's one of those things where you, it's either, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, it must have been like four or five years ago, and it was actually six months, or it's like, oh, it must have been six months ago. No, it was four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Louie. Even even on Family Feud, no one gave him a chance. Hmm. I, you know, I don't watch it, but um, I'd give him a chance. All right, you ready for my next one? Yeah. Hit it. Where's Wiley? Where's Wiley? Did you say him? Where's Wiley? This is uh, Where's Wally, but Waldo. Everywhere besides America, the show was called Where's Wally. The book was called Where's Wally in America. Ah, so it's like the metric system of finding people. Yeah. Um, but uh, then here in uh, America, for some reason, we, uh, let me see if I can't find why we called it. So Where's Wally was a British series of children's puzzle books, which were huge. And then the Find It books were like like knockoffs were even like crazier like the where's whatever books were like insane mm-hmm. growing up you remember that right yeah um there was a v- nes game right uh mm-hmm. and of course a cartoon had to come with it it was so big um wally whose name was localized for certain international editions for example waldo and 
North American editions. In the first two books, Wally Wander. Why can't it be Wally? Why does it have to be yeah, Waldo? Why is it? Because it, it, Wally is just not common in the U.S. Waldo is such a common name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, where's Waldo? Wally, Waldo books were like super expensive, though. It was like the, you could just look at them in the Walden books, but you couldn't, you couldn't buy them. <laughs> They actually had one crazy enough in the uh, Moravian bookstore. In the window was a Where's Waldo book. Well, they have a new show out. Uh, does your waters watch? Or your daughters watch them at all? It's uh, oh no, no, no. It, uh, your, it airs the... on Universal Kids. I guess uh, they tried to it? make a movie. There was uh, Where's Waldo on NES, The Great Waldo Search on NES, NES, and Mega Drive. Squeezer. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. I'm. Where's this? Uh... I already don't like the way it looks, so I'm not going to introduce them to that. They can watch the old one, just like they watch Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Sorry. Oh, she got obsessed with Pokemon not that long ago. So I went on and found it. So we were watching Pokemon from 1999. So pretty awesome. this cartoon, according to Wikipedia, because there was really nothing else I could find about it. That's how popular it was. Uh, <laughs> followed the adventures of Waldo and his dog Wolf, who are already established stars in the books. Um, the show brought a gangly man in a striped shirt and ski cap uh as the enemy and the cartoon went beyond the book's concept giving characters depth and reasons for their adventures waldo and wolf traveled to distant lands, solving mysteries and lending a helping hand wherever they could the magic of his walking stick waldo could travel through space and time and travel to far off magical lands often sent by wizard whitebeard to help solve a puzzle or mysteries it sounds like waldo was just hanging out getting high Oh yeah, Waldo fucked with weed for sure, and he might mm -hmm. probably microdosed mushrooms. But he was on, um, and looking at the the, uh, the listings, the television listings may, uh, tells a good story of why we watched it. So, uh, in the fall of ninety one. He he was uh, it was uh, ABC, ABC had Winnie the Pooh, Land of the Lost, uh, Darkwing yeah, Duck, Beetlejuice, Hammer Man, Pirates of the Hammer Dark Man. Water, Hammer, Hammer and whatever candle candlepin bowling was. CBS. Uh, wait wait they had candlepin bowling on. Yeah. Oh I would have watched that. What is that? What is it? So it's like bowling only instead of throwing the like a bowling ball at bowling pins. You throw the equivalent of a smaller bowling ball um, at just not at just like sticks. Oh, so they're like it, it's a New England thing. I had to shoot some B-roll of it for a show I did long ago. NBC had Chip and Pepper, Yo Yogi, Super Mario World, Pro Stars, um, a, cat, a show we'll talk about soon, Space Cats, Wrap Around, and Saved by the Bell. Fox had Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Bobby's World. Tom and Jerry Kids, Tasmania, Little Shop of Horrors, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, and then it, it syndicated Rasslin. Now, that was CB, on the short list. CBS had 
Riders in the Sky, Mother, uh, something we'll talk about later, Garfield, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, and Where's Waldo? So we were just on CBS from Turtles at that point, probably. Mm-hmm. But I know we watched the other shows, too. I guess you just... You watched I, yeah, as you bounced around. We, weren't, I, I, it was... we were like agnostic to channel allegiance. You just watched whatever. Your parents yeah. probably just came out and put on a channel. And in a commercial, you probably changed the channel because it was a commercial because we were fucking ADD if there wasn't like a uh-huh. toy. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, it was also, you know, I also record them too. Yeah. So. Here is your next pick, Squeezer. Moving at a good pace here. Yeah. For a sick boy. We call that zooming in the business. forgot about this show um, i totally forgot about this show i what's that i said i totally don't oh, remember this at all it, 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 i even saw it, like mother goose and grim like nah no nah, i didn't I, when i was just going through just like scrolling like through um like newspaper not clippings but like you know syndication runs i was just scrolling through names of shows I'm like nah and then i went back i'm like that sounds familiar. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a comic strip, and I click on it, and then instantly I I see like the title page, like Mother Goose in front of the shoe house, and Grim. Like, oh my, how did I not? Because I was obsessed with this at the time to the point where I even had I yeah, even you got talked one of about books. it on the show before. We did. You well, you did. I don't remember talking about this on the show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well. So I forgot I forgot more in the last five years than I had in the last thirty years. So, and I remember before I was like I never heard of it. yeah Mother Goose and Grim sh- yeah uh, yep yep wow what what do you remember what show that was why probably a year show oh maybe maybe this was uh, ninety one uh, it came out and it was on CB um, premiered on CBS. Uh, it was based off of uh, the comic strip uh, written by Mike Peters. The comic strip started in like in like '84, and so it got really popular, had a big following. And that was like this was a time too where it's like if you had a good comic strip, like you could get the next step was hey, you Back get when a cartoon. Read I mean, the Apple, Garfield, Dilbert for a bit. Uh, <laughs> bless you but it was a fun show and it was 
silly. It kind of like the silly slapsticky kind of. Uh, it had very. I know of it. Like I've seen the this comic strip. I know of the Yellow Dog, but I've yeah. never watched the cartoon. Um, it, very similar to. I don't want to say it, this has nothing like it. I'm not like slamming. Like oh, it's this Garfield, but the, the show because. The comic strip is as much different than Garfield, but the show has some similarities. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Mark uh, Evanier, I think it's Evanier, um, was the producer on it, who was also the producer on Garfield and Friends. Garfield and Friends. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if and if you're going to take your comic strip and want it to be <coughs> successful Saturday morning cartoon... Uh, you go for the guy that produced Garfield and Friends. Oh yeah, because that that was like that was a heavy hitter, you know, on Saturday morning cartoons. That was one of my go tos. He wasn't just a heavy hitter in Saturday morning cartoons; he was a heavy hitter, um, on like on uh, holiday specials and primetime too, I believe. Oh yeah, oh that Christmas one. Ah, oh, I still weep. Ah, uh, and the Halloween one too. Halloween one's great too. Yeah. Um. But it, it was it was a funny show. It really I actually just watched the whole episode of it while I was riding my bike uh, before the show started, and I was laughing while in between the huffing and puffing. Um, and it, they had some big name talent they brought in because they you know I I'm sure uh, Avenue as a producer you know was like well it's bring in the right people for it. So you had like you know. Charlie Adler and Frank Welker coming in. You know. um, Charlie Brill, I'm trying to think. He was a comic, I guess. He was the voice of Grimmy. Um, not much else I can see there. Um, but there was one, uh, uh, Attila, who's the, the purple cat, who's kind of like the poor, like a smarter Odie. Um, that gets kind of like uh, dragged down and and suffers from all of Grimm's deeds. Um, voiced by Greg Burson, uh, who happened to also be the voice of Mister DNA. Uh, do you know the dark history and final days of Mister DNA? No, I did not notice. So apparently uh he had some health issues and time and also the voice of yogi bear as well he took over hey, after boo-boo. the original uh after Dawes butler passed and uh mel blanc uh so apparently he fell into he had some health issues fell into alcoholism uh locked himself down in his uh apartment uh with some uh women inside and was in an arm standoff with swat uh, before it was uh, finally peacefully resolved, but it resulted in him being blacklisted, uh, and so that this was his uh, not his final. What was his final role? It was like two thousand four or something, right before that happened. But uh, yeah, that was uh, Mr. DNA. If you're curious, so now when you watch Jurassic Park, you can you know think sad thoughts. I will think so. Thank you. Um, and, you know, Mother Goose and Grimm, too. I like it. it it's a fun show. It's got... Uh, it, it's not like 
too highbrow, but there's some jokes in there and references that even as a kid, maybe you shouldn't get. I'm sure I did then. Like, they're like, I love Lucy references and stuff. Um, but to be fair, we watched I Love Lucy as kids all the time, so we probably got it and thought it was hilarious. Right. Um, and also, like, I one Christmas, I remember uh, I got the book. Uh, it was the uh, Grimmy and the Temple of Groom. And it was one of those big, uh, uh, I guess it would be like an omnibus. It was a collection of random oh, strips. That, those books were in like Walden books. Like, like it wasn't. Oh, ev- it was, everyone had one. Yeah. You know, if you if you had a Sunday, if you had a, a right a Sunday morning uh, comic, <coughs> you eventually had these. And uh, Calvin and Hobbes was probably the biggest out of yeah. those. I would think. Yeah, that that was the biggest. That they were the big dog on the block or big you know tiger on the block but yeah i had the grimy one uh with the it's just big heavy you know good good bathroom book bathroom yeah, yeah that's what those things were yeah. bathroom books i actually uh try to keep my phone out now and i have a national geographic in there that, on the roman empire with maps in it I'll sit there and read maps now, just in case Don't you guys spend were curious. Too much time trying to get off the phone, you know. All right, uh, with that, here is that, my. That's a transition. Next pick. Oh, there we go. Oh, you all right? There is but one hero daring enough to rise to any challenge. He's incredible. He's spectacular. Super Dave on Fox was a show. It just. Oh, let me tell you what it was. I got to go to my listings. Squeezer. Do I have to squeeze? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. So Super Dave came on like late in. Uh... Super Dave came on after. Uh... So it was 92 to 93 and it came on after Eek the Cat. It was like. Batman, then Eek the Cat, then Super Dave, then it was um, Dog City, Bobby's World, Tom and Jerry's Kids, Eek the Cat, Tiny Toons, Tasmania, X-Men, then Super Dave. Super Dave was just, oh, you're going to watch this because it's good. And Dave Osborne, Super Dave Osborne was on Letterman all the fucking time. He was hysterical on Letterman. Mm Mm-hmm. He was on in Living Color. He had his own show that my parents would watch, and you thought it was cool. He was in all those Nike commercials in the 1990s, where he'd have like the Nike Air Flight, um, and all the contra- like the uh, contraptions to like take off. Oh yeah. Uh, and then so you're like, oh, this is gonna be the show. Just wasn't good though. <laughs> and apparently, 
halfway through the show's initial run, uh, uh, Irawaza was asked to modify his voice for Fuji following complaints to Fox from Asian America groups that the character was an offensive stereotype. Irawaza subsequently re-recorded his dialogue for all the show's episodes. Because <laughs> there's Art Irawaza was his um, Fuji, his like his uh, Q, his his gadget man. Mm-hmm. A Fuji Hakaido. I couldn't tell you the last time. I mean, I remember it was one of those things like if it was on, I was flipping through, I'd watch, but I didn't like tune in. It came on after X-Men. That's why I watched it. it. All right. And I knew da- Super Dave because my, you know, my parents watched Letterman and I watched Letterman, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, and because Super Dave in live action was in it, mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's more funny yelling at Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm, the the yeah. actor who plays Super Dave, uh, Bob Einstein, uh, really funny guy. Yeah. And uh, Arrested Development. Yes, he was in Arrested Development. Larry Middleman. Um, more funny is Marty Funkhauser from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Fuck you, Larry. Fuck you. <laughs> Passed away in uh, 2019, January. Aww. Um, Great show, though. Marty Funkhauser. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Not so great show. Um, was Super Dave, but I still yeah. watched it. I think they're just phone like yeah we got something here we'll phone it in kids don't need quality yeah there was a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> good point I mean we are for the bulk of it actually surprisingly yours um, is I'm gonna chalk your well, next one up to that well too. yeah I was about to say not everything on my list is a, a commercial for something but uh, just insert foot in mouth it was I mean to be fair like the people behind the game that of the show you're about to show was all about like education. Like, but all right, well, let's just go to it. Here's your next. Well, it's because at this point they had to. Yeah. I wasn't even picking on this one. I, I got my picks mixed up. I was shitting on my last one for selling oh, stuff. Yeah, that's they were both clear selling, They are both selling video games. But. Both selling video games. But this one was, uh, you know. Education. Uh, educational. Educational. I think they, they truly had, I mean, the people at Broderbun, you know, Broderbun, standards. Broderbun grew me up. Mavis Beacon teaches typing, print shop, print master. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah. They met, went on to do Mist and fucking uh, Load Runner and Prince of Persia. Everything mm-hmm. you did in the 80s and 90s of computers was Broderbun software. Yeah. Like learning games were fun. Yeah. Or it's because it's what we had. <laughs> yeah, it's what you had. Um, Nothing. And I mean, they're what better way to open up Hoot our Saturday morning cartoon? <laughs> who made all What's our. That? They're owned by Hooten Mifflin now, who made all our fucking textbooks as kids. And and who and Mifflin was behind the Scholastic Book Fair, mind you. Oh, those bastards! Well, I I guess they actually uh, sold off part of their rights now because Carmen San Diego. It's now uh, under Harper Collins. Ah. Uh, it's still like under HMH, but because I'm like, who owns this? And I went down some weird rabbit hole that was unnecessary. And then you get to like, it's like not even like. They own it, but they own like the trades and rights. Like, I don't. It fucking gets confusing. Uh, but nothing says Saturday morning cartoon like a remix of a two hundred and ten year old uh, German shing- uh, singspiel. You know, it's <laughs> you know, that's some Mozart right there for you, folks. Actually, um, I like this show. It, it was because I don't know. It, it didn't. I like the game show on PBS better. I did. I'm not going to lie. That was a damn good show. Uh, And they were actually held to less of a standard on PBS by Broderbund uh, than this show was. Because Broderbund's like, oh, it's PBS. It's a kid's game show. Um, Let's just, uh, we'll let them do their thing. We have nothing to worry about. They were concerned with uh this was where on earth right was conversation this was where on earth yeah yeah the world Um, was the game show world was the game show they were concerned because deke was the producer of where on earth is carmen san diego so broderbun had to approve every script before it went into production because of former basically what they produced in the past which is like, you know, G.I. Joe and other violent programming. And also the show is airing on Fox along the likes of like X-Men. Mm-hmm. So they're like, this is supposed to be an educational show. We want kids to learn. We don't want to promote any violence. And uh, we need to send a good message. So, yeah, they like had some shackles on them uh, to, uh, you know, keep them in line. Not that like all of a sudden like, Carmen San Diego just, you know, pulls out a gun and starts like blasting at the chief. Yeah. Maybe. Does your um, school have a Carmen San Diego day? What's that? Does your school have a Carmen San Diego day? You know what? Now that you say it, I feel like we did. Ours didn't, but my uh, friends did. My friend Matt's did. Ours didn't because I went to fucking Catholic school and they couldn't afford sure. Carmen San Diego, but public schools did. Parkland did. Yeah, I, w- I want to say we did. It was also it, it also could a lot of like with the book fair because everything <coughs> was it it was very prevalent. It was front and center, um, prevalent with with the merch. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. It and it didn't like it didn't talk down to you. It, it 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 didn't like force feed you like this is how this is the thing you're gonna learn today. It was almost like it was it was two educated people talking and like 
talking about like culture and history. And yeah, it might have been like heavy handed, but it still like got the point across. It was like, oh, the War of 1812 was in 1812. No kidding. You know, but without reading it like in a textbook format. So it was almost like conversational uh, education. I just thought it was also so cool how the games came with like the almanacs. Oh, yeah. Like those were so neat, and you had to use it to look up facts. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was like it was very interactive. Yeah. Um, and and well, the show was interactive, like because it was very they they broke the wall in the sense that you are the third person on the team, like you are the gamer, you you are the player trying to solve the puzzle, right. and you, you got uh, chief who's like this floating head that looks like Egon, um. Ivy, who did look like by... Egon. Hmm? <coughs> it did look like it. I think it was a voice of Egon, too, wasn't it? Uh, let me look. Roger Bumpass. Uh, television. Uh, oh, that's live action. Voiceover roles. Film. Oh, he's in heavy metal. Here we go. His additional <coughs> voices in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, he was Lewis in the real Ghostbusters. Interesting. Oh, okay. Lewis. He was Toxie. Uh, Chief. Oh, he's Squidward. Mm. I guess that's a big one. Anything recent? Video game. What are you doing? Video games. Because I play a lot of like video games. No. <clears throat> um. Any. Oh, and then. Uh, where was it? Oh. Uh. So Ivy, like the the uh, what's it like? Lara Croft uh, looking girl. Right. Uh. She was voiced by uh, Jennifer Hale, who would go on to be Commander Shepard. That's pretty big. In my world, at least. And then the, the kid is Scott Menville, who is Robin in Teen Titans. So you got Robin and Commander Shepard uh, taking on Carmen Sandiego. That's a pretty damn good team. That is a good team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's right. Yeah, Rita Moreno is Carmen Sandiego. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the voice of a video game character and Robin from Teen Titans. And you have an EGOT winner as Carmen Sandiego, and I just kind of blow right over it. Blew right over it, you sexist. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. I mean, she was in the latest uh, West Side Story that you loved so deep. Did you see it? Uh, oh, what, the new one? The new one. She was in it, actually. No. It was a new character they recast because, you know, she wasn't going to play Anita, but. I did not see it. Oh, no, I didn't see it either. Okay. Uh, shall we move on? Is it my turn to? Sure. All right. Here is my next pick. Yo, baby! This is the Wish Kid. Once I wished on a star and it flew in my window, kablooey! Now I can have any wish I want, but only once a week. Yo, baby!
Intuition's what I like. Uh, only in the 90s can they truly, did they truly learn to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, help me out, Squeezer. What's the word I'm looking for? Mm, rhubarb. No. I can't think of it. Oh, mm. exploit. Exploit a child. Ah, yeah, there you go. Based the series, uh, the popularity of Macaulay Culkin in the 90s was uh, palatable. Uh, Home Alone, The Good Son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my girl and they're like let's get this little bastard to voice over a character that looks like him and call it Wish Kid uh, and I like I watched Wish Kid but I uh, I liked it but I I didn't love it it was Deke again of course most of these shows are fucking Deke and um, they got Macaulay Culkin to uh, play Nick McClary he owned a baseball glove. It was struck by a miniature shooting star uh, and, it, and enabled ah. him to grant magical wishes if punched three times. However, he could only use it once a week, and each wish would expire relatively shortly after it was cast, often squeezer at the mm-hmm. most inopportune time possible. <laughs> uh, the show was started, just like Super Dave, with a live-action prologue by Macaulay Culkin himself. Um, and the show was kind of stupid. That's why it didn't last that long. Oh, <laughs> uh, yet Sectar's only got five episodes. Ugh. Right. It's strong. So you think they were just like chomping at the bit, like, uh, or do you think it was either the the executive saying, "Hey, let's get we just want Macaulay Culkin's name and right." I bet if they would have done for a Home bit. Alone, the cartoon, we could have got like three or four or five seasons out of it. Oh, but, sure, and the material's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times, like, they set up every week where he gets left home alone, or... Right. <laughs> uh, or do you think it was his, like, dad, like, uh, you guys uh, have any cartoons sitting on the shelf that you can slap my kid's face on? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, it's a Deke show, so the animation's shit, the, you know, every, the lip-syncing is bad. Uh, it's a cash in on Macaulay Culkin's fucking popularity. There's cliche characters. Um, yeah, in fact, they call, uh, instead of uh, Mary Sue, they called Nicholas McCleary a Gary Stew, which I laughed. I never heard that before. <laughs> I read that. I was like, Gary Stew, I got to tell Dudish that. Daryl Singletary is the best friend who who's like Nicholas and is pretty much his only friend. There's the bully. The parents are just there to be parents, just kind of like in Home Alone. And the cute baby sister. And how do you only get like one wish a week? How does the star know when a week hits? Hmm. I I, I mean, it's a celestial... Right. By, huh, interesting. And the fucking voiceover by Macaulay Culkin. He just, it's like he phoned this the fuck in. I watched a little bit of it. I'm like, he was not into this whatsoever. <laughs> he was like, let's, this was a fucking paycheck for him. I don't know. That was it. I figured we'd talk Wish Kid. I don't want to say about it. We're an hour and a yeah. half into the show. I have a cold and we got, we got through an hour and a half. You, so. you do. 
So let's let's you continue do. your last pick. Uh, that that is one of those uh, theme songs that kinda... I don't remember this theme. I watched the show because I remember it was like caveman and and uh, Yoshi was like, oh, no, Mario, you know, and but <laughs> yep. I don't remember the theme. like the theme song to Super Mario three. I remember vividly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull that up right now. Just so you can uh, that's fine. No, I walk around and, and if you see me kind of nodding my head in a certain way, uh, like picture me just in my head going super. Mario World, yeah. That, that, that for the last thirty years, uh, it, it's been kind of just bobbling around in there. Um, so this is the, I guess, Trequil, if you will, right? Trequil is that a thing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's the follow-up to the Adventure of Super Mario Brothers Three, which came off of. Do you do you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I was saying, hold on one second. I wanted to play the Super Mario Brothers three open. Oh, oh, sorry. I was finally like filling properly for once. Oh no, I I, I was talking. I, I don't know if I was looking. All right, here it is. Difference. It is a legend no one will forget. Everyone thought King Koopa had left the Mushroom Kingdom, and then his doom ship attacked. King Koopa was back with the greatest danger ever known: his Koopa kids. Using their new superpowers, the Super Mario Brothers rescued Princess Toadstool and beat back the evil Koopa family. I'll get the flummers! Like, that's so fucking rad. Right? Yeah. I mean, Super Mario was Super Show. Yeah, do the Mario, but shake your hands from... That's... You want me to da, pull da, that one da, up? Da. Yeah, yeah, you gotta play it now. Let's do the Mario all together now. The albino. <coughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, so hey, this was... paisanos! Oh, it's the Super it Mario Brothers Super Show. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Yo, you're in for a treat, so hang on to your seat. Get ready for adventure and remarkable feats. You'll meet Coopers and Troopers, the princess and the others. Hanging with the plumbers, you'll be hooked on the brothers. I go oh, now I, I'm just gonna be saying to the bridge, to the bridge. Like, yeah. who, who would have thought? Like, hey, we need to cast someone to play um, <coughs> an Italian American superhero. Um, Captain Lou and, Albano. And you had to choose between Captain Lou Albano and Bob Hoskins. 
And Captain Lou Albano is the better character. Yeah. Oh, because he was probably... Ah, uh, no, he probably wasn't sober either. No, definitely not. He was probably... Somas, Coke, Coke and, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> um, But Super Mario World, the new Super Mario World, because, you know, it was the new version of the show because it was tacked on with Captain N. And then they just left the new on because there's only 13 episodes because, you know, even the last one's still pretty new. Um, yeah, it, so Super Mario Brothers 3 was, you know, uh, or uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, the Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 was Super Mario Brothers 3. Super Mario World is Super Mario World. So all the gimmicks that come with your SNES version of it are with it here. So, like, even in some episodes where, like, they go to run up the wall and they get the little ramp and you can they run straight up. And uh, you got the feather and he's got his cape. Yoshi is a main main star of the show. Like, he is the star of the show, let's be honest. Um, I mean, they're on, you know, Dinosaur Island, so. Um, no Toad. So, Toad's out. Yoshi in. Uh, and then they added in all these weird cave people. But, you know, they needed extra characters and stuff, so that's fine. Um, and yeah, this was at a point now where uh, our our good friends in Congress decided cartoons are bad for us. So pretty much like every episode had to have like some kind of message. And I went back and it, it was, uh, I watched uh, uh, King Scoopa Koopa right before we went on. And it's the one where King Koopa opens up a restaurant and he uh, greedily is selling his egg sandwiches uh, to the people of Dinosaur uh, World. And uh, as they eat them, they turn into chickens. And it's a double-edged thing. He's like, he, he's making a, a fortune off of them because it's so addicting that they're, they're eating all the food and they're getting fat. But then they also turn into chickens and that's part of his plan because then he's going to use them to lay the eggs to make more sandwiches. Which eventually there's a point of, he's just greedy, there's a point of, Eventually, you're going to run out of people to sell your chickens to. Um, but Mario saves the day because he doesn't like eggs. Um, and yeah, there's a lesson learned there about, you know, eating uh, fast food because it ends with, you know, Mario making a tossed salad joke. Um, and uh, yeah, they literally look, He Mario literally looks at the camera and points and says, eat your vegetables. So it was a little more, it was more heavy handed than even uh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I, I, I liked the theme song, kind of stuck in my head. And I was always, I to me, it was me living vicariously through it because I did not have a Super Nintendo. So to me, it was like, this is the coolest thing because I could never play Super Mario World. And I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. It was just out of reach. Well, goddamn! I was playing the little speedy blue guy. Well, I speaking of, here's my next pick.
Ah, the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Squeezer. I like that music. Yeah, this was a good show. Now, I first found this, and now at the time I know Philly 57 was on cable, I would have this, like, my dad's old portable television that was the size of, like, a, a Hollywood block. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I used it to pick up Philly 57, PHL, uh, not PHL 17, Philly 57, Channel 57 out of Philadelphia, which wasn't on cable at the time, who would play it. Uh, it was a first-run syndication show, and the only one who had it was Philly 57, so I watched it there. And it was really funny. It first introduced the, the idea of Sonic eating chili dogs and other funny stuff that would carry on to, up to the movies. And Jaleel White was the voice of Sonic, Urkel himself, Squeezer. Oh, shit. Wow, that's a big get. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny and cute, and uh, it aired the shit on USA so much that it it was so popular on USA. Uh, Tom Kalinske, and who was the one of the two stars of Console Wars, who we had the, the author of the book on the show. If you go back in the archives, way back, way back, twenty seventeen archives. Um, they did a show, Sonic Christmas Blast, in 1996, like four years after the show started, to uh, do a Sonic sp- uh, special on U- that aired on USA. Uh, Robotnik disguised himself as Santa Claus in order to force him into retirement and con the children out of their Christmas presents during Christmas. During a visit to Robotropolis, Sonic and Tails rescue the real Santa Claus, who presents Sonic with a speed run test due, due to a ring Sally Acorn gave him as a gift serving as a key. I don't know what any of this stuff is. All I know is it was used to promote Sonic 3D Blast, the tie-in. Uh, and it's funny, like they did Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and that was like the most tie-in game to this show whatsoever. It had all the characters and everything, why the cartoon didn't. And one of my favorite spoilers, popping... Um, one of my most popped moments in Sonic 2, the movie, we're at the drive-thru watching it, was the coffee shop that Robotnik's henchman worked at. It was called the Mean Bean Machine. And it, you, mm-hmm. had to, you had to be looking for it. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's great. It was like a tetra- It was like a, a, a really fun game, it's actually. For Sonic, it was a, uh, a puzzle game, kind of like Tetris, you know, where you put the beans down or like Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He even says, uh, he looks at the camera and goes, Dr. Mario says, eat your vegetables. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. So the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Back in the day, stuff was good. That's it. That's all I've got. We almost did two hours. I did no impression. I did very few impressions because my voice uh, it's for the best. You gotta you gotta protect that that sweet sweet voice here. Right. <laughs> I only got off on 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 mic a bit. I closed my mic a lot during the show to hack up a lung. I'm glad you guys didn't hear it. I hope to be better next week um, because after next Wednesday's show, Enchantress and I wake up in the morning and drive to Ocean City, Maryland for Ocean's Calling Music Festival. Squeezer. Ooh, fancy. I know. Uh, Next week, what are we talking about, Squeezy? Oh, next week is a show that you guys really, really need to stick around for and check out. It is... McDonald's Happy Meals. Everything that you love about (coughs) McDonald's Happy Meals, we're going to be talking about... Oh, the big news, Squeezer. 
Did you hear the big news about McDonald's having meals? Uh, no. October 4th, the McBoo Pails are apparently coming back. <gasps> and everyone thinks it has to do with us bringing them back last year with our pins. It doesn't, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll take credit for McDonald's it. McDonald's is like, fuck. These they're, guys on, are... they're on the pulse of what the Rad Years podcast is giving out in their free merch. And they're like, you know what? God damn it. We're going to bring them back. All right. I'll take the kids to get some uh, McBoo Pails. Yes, I will, too, take the kids to get McBoo Pails. <laughs> I will not be indulging because I am a good boy. All right, maybe I'll have a cheeseburger. You can still can eat. That. You just have to count the calories. No, it's just that's it, 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 it's not even the calories anymore. Now it's the sodium. No, that's true. We'll be back next week. And then Ugh, we start God, I'm so old. Holiday I got to watch my sodium. Episodes. Uh, and then before you know it, we'll be in Christmas, right, Squeeze? Yeah, that's not depressing at all. But until then, uh, I'm RK. Oh, and, and, and I'm Squeezer. See you next week, everybody. Bye.